Guys, this is this is so much worse than I remember. Oh, you know what? We're going to have fun ripping it apart today. We just are. And guys, you know what? There's the back arrow up there in the corner. <laughs> no one would blame you. <laughs> There's the pause button. Go ahead. <laughs> this uh, is awful. I know. This I, is absolutely awful. I forgot. I know. I, I did, we both <laughs> forgot. Once again, we did no research beforehand and went right into it. Oh my god! But I guess that I guess that's what helps strike the balance of content on this show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where the one thing we won't disguise is our cringe at today's content. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, we are covering the 2002 film? Can we we call it a film? Sure. We are covering the 2002 film, The Master of Disguise. Guys... Like we said, we forgot how bad it was. Like, oh my goodness. We haven't seen this movie in like over a decade. Like, it's just, uh. Oh, it's the peak of cringe. Uh, but here we are, and we planned on it. So here we are. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. <laughs> you sound even more downtrodden doing this. Try it again. <laughs> <laughs> Please go follow us at Kick and Stream. <laughs> Okay, I see. I'm sorry, you're so subdued right now. Before we get started, don't forget go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K I C K N S T R E A M. You can't do it. <laughs> you sound like you're in pain. I am in pain. <laughs> oh my god. You can write us at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little summer watch party, or do we? (laughs) (laughs) You and I have been acting up on the John Adams coverage. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. We have, guys, if you're not listening to our John Adams coverage, to our first long-form coverage, we're going to need you to get on over to the Patreon and become a little onion contributor at the $5 level. Honestly, guys, your value has just doubled. Like, normally we promise two posts a month, but now we're doing four. Oh my god, guys, for just $5 a month, you're getting all access to our long-form content, our bonus episodes, our outtakes, maybe some stuff outside the timeline. Like, guys, we've got plans. We are doing four posts a month through October. Yeah, guys. So there's never been a better time to join. place of mystery, in a world of magic, one family's extraordinary power to change their appearance will be left in the hands of one man. Oh yes, I give it cheese. Nice, you like? Oh yes, you like it cheese. Papa. To solve the mystery. It is time for you to find your mother and your father. This simple waiter must become much more. Now I can teach you to become a master of disguise. Really? I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be a master. This summer, your training begins now. 
prepare to make the change. You are a fatty. <laughs> what is happening? Ah, save me, save me. Ah, sorry, Grandpa. He will need a partner. Assistants commonly fall in love with their disguising masters. Can you resist, Pistachio? Can you resist me? I'll give it a shot. He will need practice. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Now you try. Who is your daddy? And a whole lot of patience. You got a little tomato soup with a crouton? No. You got some Neapolitan ice cream, you know, you got the vanilla chocolate strawberry. One of the greatest things ever invented. And you don't got it! Dana Carvey. I am Prince Lale Jamba. Swove, Terry Swove. Are you a member of the Turtle Club? Am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Tell me when you my show. No, no, no. Where'd he go? <laughs> The master of disguise. I think it's time for you to go. This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Did you just tell me to shut up? Yes. So I don't understand how Max Keeble's big move lost so much money, yet this made like $30 million. No, I'll never understand it till the day I die. I I really don't know, guys. I don't know. This happy 10th birthday present to you, by the way. Oh my God. This came out in August. I hate it. Of 2002. The Leos, we do not claim this. <laughs> oh my God. This is abhorrent. <laughs> this is a stain on the cinematic history of our species. Guys, you see, there was this trend in the 90s where SNL was, like, just the hottest thing. The 90s casts of SNL were, like, glorified in the comedic scene. And, consequently, with enough money and enough pushing of the name Lauren Michaels, slowly but surely, cast members of SNL were getting their own movies. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Examples. Wayne's World. (laughs) Um, What is that... What is that movie with Molly Shannon? Superstar? Yes. Is that what it is? Yes, it is. With the hands underneath the pits and the smelling them? and Yes. <laughs> Superstar. Yes. And of course, you know, Dana Carvey, since Mike Myers got his own movies, Dana Carvey had to have one too, right? I mean, I mean he... even, even 10 years after being on SNL. Yeah, no, he had been absent from the acting world for like a few years, maybe a decade. I... He was on Saturday Night Live from, like, 1989 to 1993. Yeah. And that's, like, the Bush senior era. That's the entirety of the George Bush administration. I mean, obviously, Dana Carvey is... Garth! Yeah, it's Garth. That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, I think our banner on on our Podbean page is a picture of you and me sitting on the Wayne's World couch at the SNL Experience. Yes, in Chicago. In Chicago, yes. Yes, I love that picture. (laughs) I love that stupid picture. He's also famously the church lady. I would just like to say to all the Swaggerts and Schulers and Falwells and Roberts and to Ivan Bosky and all those Wall Street inside traders, (laughs) to President Reagan and all his Iran scammers, well, when trouble erupts, Power corrupts, and I'm sure you'll all agree I'm just a little bit superior to all of thee. Okay, hit it, Pearl. Could it be mm, Satan? 
Mom, mom particularly liked the church lady. I know. I think it's because mom can relate. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> she grew up around ladies who were actually like actually that. Actually like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, one of his best known impressions on SNL at the time was, of course, President George H.W. Bush. Like, President Senior, like, President Senior Bush. Yeah. Like, he was enamored with Dana Carvey's impression of him. I just love the contrast of, like, Barbara Bush being asked what she thinks about The Simpsons, which is, of course, first and newly hot at the time. And, like, she hated it, right? Oh, what's the dumbest thing I've ever seen? Or the stupidest thing I've ever seen is what she said, I think. Something Republican and condescending. But then for her husband to be absolutely enamored... With this really good, really <laughs> silly impressionist on SNL, he invited him to the White House. I know to stay, and he, he, this is this was listen. George Bush was a creep, but yeah. he was a Republican conservative creep. But at the same time, the class of him just being defeated <laughs> for re-election by Bill Clinton, and then in the interim period between November and January, inviting Dana Carvey. To stay at the White House, the class of that, I really appreciate. And just put that in parallel, like Donald Trump being so butthurt about Alec Baldwin on SNL. I think they're a little different, but like... <laughs> okay, fair. You know what I mean? They are different. But like Dana Carvey, he's 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 almost like a... Uh, hmm, I don't want to put it this way, but it's the way it's coming to me. A Robin Williams of television. Oh, no. I know, you're right. It does. It's not comparable, but like it's the voices, right? Yeah. He's an the, amazing voice artist. It's the impressions. It's the physical shtick. That's why we're all here. And I mean, Dana, I'm not giving you a total pass. You've done some not-so-great things, bud, in your performances. Mm, oh, my God, even in this movie. I just... I, guys, there's a part we have to skip but still explain, and I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not either. Oh. Guys, this is so much worse than I remember. He went, he went. He underwent a bypass just five years before this. Yes. And I mean, like, okay, restart my heart, restart my career. Like, Oh, no. It didn't happen that way, guys. It just didn't happen that way. Guys, this movie kind of killed his career. I mean, I have not heard of him being in shit since, so. Yeah, exactly my point. Oh, no. I mean, obviously, uh, you know what he was in? What? You know what he was in? What? Jack and Jill. Okay. Yeah, from 2011, which is just... God, you know what? Adam Sandler is an executive producer on this movie, so... Oh, no. When I saw the words Happy Madison production flash across the scene, uh -huh. screen, suddenly everything made sense. Dana Carvey wrote this. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, of course he did. And, I mean, he's not the director, per se, but I feel like... He's kind of the de facto director because this this Perry Blake, who is the official director of this movie, all I'm saying is that this person's not hyperlinked. No, like, listen. <laughs> this was their directorial debut. Dana's DNA is woven throughout the entire narrative of this stupid movie. I know. Has appeared on several lists of worst films ever made. It holds a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, listen. I've never heard of a 1%. Of <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is not always right, but the 1% is really telling. And you know, folks, this this conversation brings me to, you might have guessed it, but 
We have names. Oh, God, just skip Dana Carvey. I'm sick of talking about him. Well, Dana Car- we have to explain. Dana uh. Carvey stars. He's playing Sp- Pistachio disguise today. I resent every moment of it. I don't even want to give any overtures to this plot. I think we should just start from the beginning and go when we get there. <laughs> we have Brett Spiner returning with us here to Kicking and Streaming. He's been with us on the show before. He was with us in our second coverage ever when we did Independence Day. Yeah, he was the doctor that was kept underground at Area 51. Dr. Oaken? Yes! He is playing Devlin Bowman today, our main antagonist. Oh and you know what? God. He does an okay job with what he's been given. No, I understand. You know what I mean? He probably walks away with this whole movie, if I'm being honest, as an adult. We have Jennifer Esposito joining us for the first time on Kicking and Streaming. Oh, for crying out loud. Guys, lately I have been seeing her on SVU as... Ice T's girlfriend slash fiance. Oh, he's Bradley Cooper's actual ex-wife. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. That's right. Um, she's known. I I love I love the this sentence. She's known for her roles on Crash, Summer of Sam, Don't Say a Word, Taxi, and Welcome to Collinwood, which I can only imagine is a spinoff of Dark Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> um, she uh, she's made television appearances in the Looney Tunes show, Spin City, uh, Blue Bloods, Mistresses, and NCIS, where she is Special Agent Alexandra Quinn. Wow, she's playing Jennifer Baker today, um, Pistachio's assistant. Yep, uh, turned girlfriend or whatever. I, I feel bad for Jennifer Esposito. I do. I think she thought this was gonna propel her a little bit, and it certainly <laughs> didn't. It was a sinking ship from beginning to end. But See, I feel like Jennifer's character is one of us. No, yeah. I feel like she's sitting right there along with us, <laughs> watching this train wreck, and she has no other choice. I know. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, we've got Harold Gould. Please welcome him back to Kicking and Streaming. He's been with us a couple of times. He, guys, if you're a little Onion contributor at The Five, he's, of course, with us when we covered the Golden Girls content earlier this year. And if you're a buddy on the main feed, we covered him when we did Freaky Friday. Mm-hmm. He's grandpa. He, he's always grandpa. He usually is, yes. He's playing, you're right, he doesn't get a name. His character's just called Grandpa Disguisey. <laughs> Uh, yes. The hair extensions are unforgivable, Harold. He is uh, Pistachio's grandfather. He'll kind of be his Virgil. Yeah. On, on this journey. This journey through hell. We've got James Brolin. Please welcome him to Kicking and Streaming. Guys, James Brolin. You remember from the original Amityville Horror? That's right. He's also been on the Barbara Streisand show since 1998. <laughs> yes. Like, guys, I just... Josh Brolin's stepmom is Barbara Streisand. I know. <laughs> and I don't understand how Jamie ended up on this show today. Yeah. Like, the fact that he's in this movie to begin with is a cosmic mystery. Anyway, he's playing Fabrizio Disguise, who is Pistachio's father and grandpa's son. Yes. We have Edie McClurg here with us today. She, You know her from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, he thinks he's a righteous dude. <laughs> you also know her from Carrie from 1976. And she's in the A Bug's Life. She's usually, oh yeah, that's right, she was with us when we did A Bug's Life. Oh, that's quite a gap, Mr. Soil. Should we tell the queen? <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> Guys, she's usually someone's mom or nurse or teacher. Yeah. You know. I love her. In most things. Uh, let's see. She was in Elvira, uh, Cheech and Chong's next movie, Mr. Mom, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Flubber. She's in Flubber. She is in Flubber. She's also in Natural Born Killers, which is just insane. And she kind of gets a bit role here. Yeah, I know. Does she get a name? No, just Mama. Just Mama. She's Mama Disguise, Pistachio's mom. Uh, we, oh my god. A couple of other mentions here. <laughs> As the henchmen are Michael Bailey Smith and Vincent Riverside. We've got uh, Maria Canals. She's the mom from the Wizards of Waverly Place. She's Sophia. Yes, the, she the, is. The love cake. Oh, no. Uh, we've got Jay Johnston as Rex. We've got some, oh my God, we've got some people in here, don't we? Yeah, maybe we should discuss it as we come to it. Oh yeah, sure, guys, there are some high-profile cameos of the times here. Oh but, my God! And I can't believe that. I honestly can't believe that, but we must get started. <sighs> Why is this film so fried, you might ask? Dana Carvey. <laughs> Dana Carvey and Adam Sandler. What a weird opening credit sequence, don't you agree? How many have seen opening the book before? <laughs> exactly. Like it's always the fairy tale book, but in this case, it's the disguisey book. With this off-brand song and these books changing the appearance, like the trifold change of appearance, you know? No. Like, on the pages. Yeah, you could change the heads, the bodies, and the legs yeah. of any character. It is kind of fun. It is, but at the same same time, Wolf. I know. So we get some opening text on screen. These golden, like, Harry Potter letters, right? And... Yeah, we're getting some history on the Disguisey family. Many centuries ago, a remarkable family began to practice the magical art of disguise. Down through the ages, they worked in secret, protecting the world from evil. This is their story. We're in Palermo, Italy, 1979. That's where Sofia Petrillo is from. <laughs> in Golden Girls. In Golden Girls, yes. And here comes Bo Derek running out of the manse like a fucking alarm is blaring. Oh, stop her! This is my son. Most people thought this old vacuum cleaners door to door. But as you can see, there was more to the story. Of course it's not Bo Derek. It's James Brolin. Yeah, no, this is Fabrizio Disguise. There's this car that comes pulling up and he gets into it as Bo Derek, but then quite literally after going, Oh, that was close, peels Bo Derek off of him <laughs> to reveal James Brolin. And guys, the computer animation is so of the time. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. I can't say it's bad because it was literally what was available <laughs> at the time. Anyway, we're driving away and from up front we hear the voice of Grandpa disguising. Fabrizio is a time your son is told of his destiny. This is a no life for my son. I will never tell him of his true destiny. 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 Cut forward 23 years? 
I don't know why they couldn't just put America 2002, but like America present day. Time to eat at Fabrizio's. Listen, I would want to eat at Fabrizio's. You know what? It does look like it's some good food. And I mean, like getting a look at, I'm sorry, getting a look at his wife? Probably. Oh, you like Eni McClurgy? We're going to make an Irish woman cook Italian food. It's probably going to be great. Amazing. Or at least says me, the Celtic origin person. (laughs) For whatever reason, Fabrizio ex-master of disguise is allowing his infuriatingly on the spectrum son uh, <laughs> pistachio why the fuck is this you know what that reminds me of what I hate the fuck that named him Anthony you know like oh no the fuck did he name him pistachio oh god he allows him to work in Fabrizio's as a waiter I don't understand why but here we are yeah like guys listen it's not just that pistachio is a little weird like he likes to wear underwear on his head I've never understood what, uh, what we it never gets explored and like pretend to be other people I hope you're not making faces in the mirror with the underwear on the head that would be crazy papa uh, unless of course I had a shaving cream beard to go along with it this is my grandson pistachio he has always been a little different it's like these things are supposed to be indicators of what his destiny is. Like the mimicking, how he has this overwhelming. He was mimicking right out of the womb. Yeah, and hitting is. people. Yeah. He'll slap you. Like. And then we get these flashbacks of Pistachio's like longer life, like into childhood. Did you recognize the Sprouse twins? Yes, there they are. There they are. As Pistachio grew up, he couldn't help mimicking the people around it. Add the copper sulfate. Add the copper sulfate. Add just a little bit of luminol. Add just a little bit of luminol. Uh, Sophie's outside, or Sophia, or whatever her name is, right? This woman he met at the bar the other night. The love cake. Oh, I hate it. Just Dana Carvey's Italian accent this whole day. Why? <laughs> Why did, is it because he wanted the last name to be Disguise, so he had to come up with something close to, is Disguise Italian in origin? Is that why? I really Did he do his know. research? Because we certainly haven't. No, I wouldn't give him that much credit. You're probably right. I just don't think they broke a sweat on that, you know, ideation. Like Ross said, Pistachio prefers women with big bottoms. Like his mother. Like, uh... <laughs> to find a girl just like mama. That part is a little weird, okay? <laughs> yeah, it is a little weird. But like women with big bottoms, you're not weird. And uh, call me. That's... Oh, Sophia tells him to cool it. Yeah, listen, pistachios, I know we had some laughs at the bar last yeah. night, but you're not my type. Besides, I have a boyfriend, so don't call me, okay? I gotta go. Yes. Something about her reminds me of my mama. Oh, yes, she will be a great cook. The way he takes in none of it. I know. As if the conversation didn't really happen. And then her ginormous ass. Oh, no. Knocking over the menu card. Not the padded behind. That lady that turns around in slow motion. (laughs) Who's eating outside. I love that. One tiny child named Barney Baker, who's a skater kid, like we skater skating was popular at the time, even in the mainstream. Now it's an alternative thing, and I don't understand that. <laughs> it's because we're old, buddy. Uh, is, is that what it is? Yeah. It's just slipped out of fashion. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Barney Baker's on a skateboard, and he 
hits that fallen sign and goes right down. The way <laughs> Pistachio runs up to him, it's these little moments that are gold. Where he makes acquaintance with the pavement. I'm okay. I'm okay. Excuse a young man. I, I couldn't help but notice that you became acquainted with the sidewalk a moment ago. I'm not a sports kid. <laughs> Oh, my God. And this this kid's like, who is this weird man? Like, leave me alone. No, here's the thing. I do love that Pistachio always refers to him as Brave Barney Baker. Yeah, Brave Barney Baker, because he keeps getting back up and doing it again, no matter how many times he falls off that skateboard. Which is inspiring. It's probably the most inspiring thing in the whole movie. This is where, of course, we get introduced to the cuteness and... (laughs) We find out Varney doesn't have a dad. Yeah. And when he calls him Papa Deficient. Oh, no. I, I just, it's the its the little things. Oh, what a cute little puppy. Oh, I see you like my dog. Yes. His name is The Cuteness. Never had a dog. Well, perhaps your papa will buy you a dog. I never had a dad. A dad, why, Papa Deficient, yes, well. You can play with the cuteness anytime you want. We learn that Pistachio isn't much of a waiter either. All of those plates he has on his hands. He's not using a tray. He's just carrying them on his arms. And Waiter Rex is quick to tell him about it. Hey, use a tray next time. That's too many plates. And purposefully trips him. Oh, he's an asshole. Oh, yes, I, I, yes, I, I, I clean, I clean. Uh, goodbye, gooey sauce. And but but here's what I, the, the cheese grating. He, oh no! He notices that he's absolutely coated everyone in spaghetti. Yeah. And there's these noodles just hanging over them like <laughs> their cousin it. And yeah. he gets on top of the table and starts cleaning the man's glasses, <laughs> cleaning the marinara off with his apron. Ooey gooey sauce. <laughs> and then he, he's like, you know, what goes through his mind must be that grating cheese on them will then make this normal. <laughs> yes, cheese, nice, nice, cheesy, yes, yes, yes. I, do, I, do. I can't. <laughs> How unreasonable for Fabrizio to defend and delude him. No, I know. Like, like the, the, the the fat Texan couple? Or, well, the fat guy and his tiny wife, his bird of a wife. No, seriously. Because this is where the mimicking comes into play in adult life. Yeah, because it's in his blood, right? His necessity to imitate other people, and he can't help it. When he's trying to take that Texan couple's order, he just devolves into mimicry. Am I going too fast for you? Huh? Are you mocking my husband? Are you mocking my husband? Because you better not be. Because you better not be. Pistachio, stop it. No mocking. Pistachio, stop it. No, no, no. no. I don't know why you let that little nutball be a waiter in the first place. Listen, you. You have a problem with my son, then you have a problem with me. (laughs) And then, yeah, Fabrizio comes over, tries to get everyone to calm down, and then defends him. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm sorry this asshole's mimicking me. Like, (laughs) this is infuriating. It's not exactly the picture of customer service. But you know what? At least Fabrizio is showing him the love he deserves. Yeah. You know, like... 
Uh, I, I think I think we're supposed to... It's almost like Owen Lars quashing uh, Luke Skywalker's want to go off and be a rebel. It's like, no, you can't mimic people's son. You can't be a master of disguise or <laughs> oh something. I can't deal with it. So, long story short, guys, you know what? I can't do it. You can't do we what? We can't go bit by bit in this narrative. Are no. You, are you good with me expediting it? It's fine to expedite it. Honestly, guys, like, this time round, watching it, I was like... This movie is kind of trash. The, the other thing about it is that one, it's already trash to begin with, but it's also severely butchered. It is. There are so many scenes that have been taken out or switched around that parts of it don't even make sense anymore. I know. Like, there's the whole thing with the toy store that gets cut out. Yeah. Which Baby Naya Rivera is in. Yes, she is. Yeah, and then, like, there's, like... The whole thing with the they take parts of the battle and put them post credits. Like I don't, yeah. I don't even know, man. It's just ridiculous. But long story short, guys, the disguises get taken. Yeah, Mama and Papa disguise. They get snatched in an alleyway. Yeah, into this this old 1930s white limousine or whatever. It's a Studebaker. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, look at you knowing your cause. Uh huh. And Pistachio is predictably useless in this situation. Situation. Ransacked. Hello, a police in my home. It is full of ransackery. Everything different. What am I? And my name is Pistachio. And oh, Mama's cannoli is here. Don't call again. Wait, uh, uh, and Mama, Papa. <laughs> Him on the phone is pretty funny. <laughs> Mama's cannoli is here. Like, the cannoli's gonna talk to the officer. And the officer on the other end is just like, don't call again. <laughs> uh, this is actually where I wrote for the first time, this movie is insane. No, I know. The Exorcist theme oh, yes. starts playing. And I love me an Exorcist reference. This is where we meet Grandpa for the first time. Grandpa getting let out of the taxi and the lights are flickering. <laughs> With the actual exorcist music. I love it. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's an example. It's like, why? <laughs> why, why that? What did you think we were gonna get? It's almost like Dana Carvey is making fun of how he's trying to make a great movie but totally failing at it. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. Can I help you? I came to help you, Pistachio. Help me what? Find your mother and your father, my son. My father? Your son. Holy cannoli, you are my sister. You don't have a sister, brain. I'm your grandfather. Yes, that was my next choice. And so, yeah, guys, you guessed it. Grandpa Disguisey is a current master of disguise. Grandpa is here to help. How he knows the disguise he's been taken never gets elaborated on. But no. here he is, Deus Ex Grandpa. <laughs> Oh my God! When he's when he's made him a meal, he's like, "Cause I'm hungry." That meatball. That one gigantic meatball. Carrie, it's the size of a softball. I know. I it, I it just, looks delicious. Oh my God! And he's explaining to him the history of how the disguises have influenced our timeline. Uh, they've been quite valuable throughout history, I guess. You know what? Grandpa might be my favorite character. Really? Because Gerald Gould knows that he's in a piece of trash, <laughs> but he's still taking it rather seriously I and professionally. It. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And I just, I respect the man for it. 
I respect him so much for it. I respect him and his hair extensions. Like, explaining to him that slapping, the the, the slapping impulse, he needs to lay into that because he's going to be attacked in his journey to find his to find his parents. And, like, when he says, when he says the thing about how, like, you know, always slap with an open palm yes. so that you get your point across but leave a man his dignity. No. And he slaps him. When you were on the roof, did you hear something that sounded like this? Yes, exactly that. But without the pain on my face. We have a clue. And then he turns and Grandpa's just not there. And he goes into the other room where there is a newly, a new maid whose pistachio has never seen before is totally unconcerned that is in his house. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm looking for my grandfather. Grandfather, not here. I'm sorry. It's me, you idiot. Amazing. You sound just like grandfather. Fool. I am your grandfather. And it is, in fact, grandpa who, within seconds, was able to disguise himself as this short, plump maid. I know. This short, plump Latina maid. Oh my God. And here's the thing. Grandpa knows that there is a hideout in the middle of the house somewhere and they go looking for the quote, nest. Exactly. This part is kind of cool because Pistachio takes him up to the attic Mm -hmm. and the way Grandpa just knows to instinctively pull that lever. This hokey magic ball reveals the location of the nest in this hokey magic attic. No, yeah, I kind of do love how the wall just peels away to this magic room full of all these disguises and tools. Behold your father's nest. Heavens to Betsy. Yes. I knew he would keep one, just in case. Yes, just in case. Now I can teach you to become a master of disguise. Really? I'm going to be a master of disguise? I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be a master... Again with the slapping, the, the sound effect. I love it. Montage time! Oh my god. This oh my all of the different little songs in different genres about him, the master of disguise, like Oh my god. The fatty suit doesn't go well. Yeah, the inflatable suit. Because it's supposed to make you look bigger, right? But his inflates all the way to like Violet Beauregard proportions, and he's literally levitating. He knocks him over. Yeah. Grandpa has to get him down with darts. He has to throw a dart into it. Listen, there are parts that are funny, guys. But like... Yeah, no. Not at the expense of the plot. Not Devlin Bowman. Not his insane, unlikely ways. No, yeah. Guys, obviously, if you've heard this podcast before, you know that Brett Spiner is Data on Star Trek. And today he's our villain. And just... God, did you ever meet a more toothless villain? Devlin Bowman masquerades as an art collector, but in fact, he has a very sinister agenda now that he's out of prison for whatever he did in the 1970s in Italy. Yeah, he's the one that Fabrizio stole from before. He's got Fabrizio tied up in a chair, and he's telling him that he is going to utilize him to become a master of disguise once again so that he can assist him in stealing the world's rarest treasures. And if he resists, they're going to hurt his wife. Who they've given a 
air quote, secret potion to in her caramel corn. So she believes she's cooking at home? Like they've literally got her in a fake kitchen thinking she's still making dinner. <laughs> and all he has to do is press a button and like the stove will start going in flames <laughs> or the water will boil over yeah. or some man will come out of the sink <laughs> and hurt her. Oh my God. Like, I don't know what this is about, but he should be manufacturing that and selling it. That's a worth a lot of money. Oh my God. And um, the other thing about Devlin <laughs> is that he cannot laugh. Without farting. I mean, hey, if you can't laugh without farting, we're not talking about you right now. Yeah. We're talking about this art collector who wants to own people and priceless objects that belong to everybody. I was a Boderic that night in Palermo. What do you want? I want you to drop your pizza apron, become a master of disguise once again, and help me obtain the world's rarest treasures. You're a sick man, Bowman. <laughs> Okay, guys, we've come to it. We're going to skip it. Oh, my but God. We're, we're going to kind of skip it. And we're going to tell you why we're going to skip it. Because Dana Carvey is in brownface. Oh, my God. This is the Energico scene, right? Yes, he's got the physical disguise on of a... Indian snake charmer. Yeah. And, um... Actual brown face. The hair, the brown face, the everything. But still as pistachio. Grandpa is explaining the concept of energico, which is some sort of Star Wars force. That yeah, will... no, that's, what, that's literally what I wrote. It's the force of this universe. <laughs> that will allow him to, air quote, become another person. And you literally just have to keep saying it. Like, there's no place like home. You yeah. just have to keep going, become another person, become another person, and you will become the person that you are disguised as. Yeah. And I'm like, really? So why is this so important to your family specifically. I don't know. Should I not be able to sit here right now and do that over and over again until <laughs> I'm just someone else? I don't know, man. I guess people do do that in a way. I mean, they do, but you and I would not be doing it in brownface. Uh, no, and Dana, screw you for that. Like, to be quite honest. Yeah, like, that's bad. And you can argue that it was a different time, but it still wasn't okay. No! Absolutely not. And it's not that that long ago, Dana. It's 20 years ago. For Oh my god. And I understand why he puts this here. He just didn't do it in the right way at all. And it this I think this has a lot to do with why I think this has a lot to do with Carvey trying to explain his craft mm -hmm. because of all of his wacky impressions, you yeah. know, that he's been known for over the years. And like he's like trying to narratively explain his process to us. And I'm like, okay, if your process is to be racist, then Screw you. Yeah. But, like, I do understand what he's trying to say. He just did not say it correctly at of all. Of course not. The self-defense slap dummy needs to be spoken about. Oh, no. This wooden contraption that we're supposed to believe was used by disguises of old. Grandpa teaches him that it's very demoralizing to someone to ask them who their daddy is while slapping them. Pistachio, <laughs> no, no. You must learn to empty your mind. And allow energy to flow through you. Yes, yes. Well, is there a mantra for the hitting part? No. no. But it is demoralizing to your opponent to repeat the phrase, Who's your daddy? In mid-slap. Okay. Watch. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And the way this wooden contraption looks like something they use in the room of requirement. I know. You know, like the faux death eaters. But he's like, this, this, this dummy just ends up slapping 
Pistachio, I can't believe we're talking about it. I know. I actually can't believe we're talking this about it. This movie's stupid. The, the, the dummy just keeps slapping him back and forth going, I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, magic slapping dummy. Make Pistachio your bitch. The first item on Bowman's list of rare treasures he wishes to steal is the Constitution to these United States. Um, Guys, literally cut to D.C. to the National Archives. And Michael Johnson. The fastest man alive. The fastest man alive at the time is coming down the steps with the U.S. Constitution wrapped up in his hand. Like it's an Olympic torch. To these National Archives police officers or whatever, these, these cops that are guarding the archives. Hey, guys, thanks for letting me borrow the Constitution. Are you kidding? You're Michael Johnson, the fastest man alive. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> they just... The, the, uh, this kid, I'm sorry. <laughs> Devlin Bowman is hardly a genius. I know. Why disguising him as Michael Johnson would allow them to, would would persuade them to allow him to take the Constitution, borrow it. I know. For what does the fastest man alive need with the Constitution? Ross, you know goddamn well that I if, know that we're playing on the fandom. I know that we're playing on the star quality here. If but. Beyonce walked up to us right now and asked if she could walk across our faces in Louis. Baton heels, we would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you call them Louis Batons? <laughs> Is that not what they're called? No. What are they called? <laughs> well, they... there's Louis Vuitton, which is a line. <laughs> there's also Louboutons, <laughs> which are a shoe. I think you meant the shoe. <laughs> Louis Batons. <laughs> Walk a mile in, in these, these Louboutins. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> that was way funnier than anything that happens in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So we, the, Grandpa decides that Pistachio as a level one out of 7,000 <laughs> to Master of Disguise, he needs a personal assistant. Oh, and this is where we have to talk about brave Barney Baker's hot mom. Okay, yeah. Here's the thing. So, like... We need a new assistant. There's like 50 applicants, and Grandpa rejects every single one of them. Yep. And this is also where we learn that that a Master of Disguise's personal assistant will most certainly become his wife. Oh, And bear boy. his children. No. All of the, I mean, almost all the applicants were women. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, am I supposed to believe that Mama was Fabrizio's assistant? <laughs> Is that what I meant to believe? I think so. Did she partake in this life of intrigue? It makes sense at the end. I guess it does, yeah. But anyway. This is where Jennifer Esposito is in the interview. And, like, they're talking Italian in front of her so that she won't understand them. And here's the thing. This part on the DVD used to be subtitled. Oh, that's right. Because I was like, what are they saying? But they are talking about how small her ass is, aren't they? They're talking about how small her bottom is. And I'm like, guys. Like, they ask her for measurements. And he's like, it's because like, you also have to be in disguises. So we need to know them. Measurements? What for? It's for a uniform. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, is 35, 24, 34? <laughs> you said 34? <laughs> a little bottom. <laughs> All right. The way Pistachio goes, it's a little bottom. No! And they're laughing at her about it. And I'm like, okay, we get it. The disguises are ass men. Oh, Jesus. And like the way, the way Grandpa's like, are you going to do this? I have a good feeling about you. (laughs) 
And the way she's like, what's it pay? And he's like, $47 a week plus Delta Dental. Listen, single mothers don't have a lot of choices. It pays $417 a week plus a Delta Dental. I'll take it. It's yours. But hear me true. Assistants commonly fall in love with their disguising masters. Can you resist, Pistachio? Yes. Can you resist me? <laughs> and she's just like, oh, it's cute. Which is like us. We're like, oh, he thinks he's attractive. Oh, you know? No. I feel like she's just a member of the audience. And outside, Grandpa, before departing, because he cannot help. It's the disguisey way. Yeah, no. <laughs> he cannot help in the investigation into the disappearance of his son. He leaves him with a nest in a box. Like, literally a nest in a suitcase. Yeah, absolutely. So he can have everything he needs on the go. And he also leaves with him this artifact that's, like, right out of the Da Vinci Code. Like, didn't we see it upstairs? <laughs> Wasn't that the way we got into the nest was this disguisey ball of knowledge? Yeah, I think so. And he also asks, he also tells him that here are the four questions you need to keep asking yourself. Who, why, where, how? Yes, yes, yes. Who, why, where, how? That's it. You got it. Who, why, where, how? I say who, why, where, how? I say who, why, where, how? As they're doing that, Jennifer looking around like, can anyone see them doing this? <laughs> and I'm like, she's us. This yeah. Is, this is that's when I knew she was one of us. <laughs> okay. So, we're asking ourselves these questions. I also wrote, how can anyone film this? I don't know. Especially, and Harold Gould taking that little dance so seriously. I know. I, I respect him so much. Jennifer suggests that they go search the dumpster area where Fabrizio was snatched to look for clues about where he disappeared to. Jennifer locates a discarded cigar butt from the Turtle Club. Because that because Devlin is always smoking his cigars and he pitched one. And she's like, listen, you know, important people go to this club. We should check it out. And like the way, <laughs> the way Pistachio is recalling what she just said in his own head like it was a breakthrough. And he's like, remember when you said that thing? She's like, the thing I just said? Yeah, I remember when I said it. And he's like, we should go to the Turtle Club. And she's like, Right. <laughs> and so, guys, okay. <laughs> Even the building is green. I know. Lit up green, the Turtle Club. So we go there, and <gasps> Jennifer's telling Pistachio that he's taking this a little too literally because <laughs> Pistachio is dressed up disguised as a turtle man. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to keep harping, but... The name of Turtle Club, you know, it's just a name. I think you're taking it a little bit too literally. Turtle. May I help you? Are you a member of the Turtle Club? Well, not exactly. Not exactly. But am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Is he okay? He's fine. He's fine, Turtle. Guys, this is quite literally the best part of the movie. It kind of is. And it's because Dana Carvey is being so gut-wrenching ridiculous that you can't help but laugh. I know. And the way that she keeps getting asked, is he okay? He's fine. (laughs) I'm fine, turtle. 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 I know. 
And guys, here's the best. Listen, this is awful. <laughs> it I'm going to preface this by saying this is awful. <laughs> but it's my favorite internet meme, and it comes up every year. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> listen, at the time this film was in pre-production... That's when 9-11 happened. <laughs> and this turtle scene is the first thing they filmed when they got to shooting. And, like, before they started, with Dana Carvey in the turtle get-up and everything, they had a moment of silence. And they took a picture. <laughs> it's Dana Carvey in the turtle get-up, bowing his head in a moment of silence for those lost in 9-11. I'm sorry. That's just funny. <laughs> It's the image that I'm laughing at, not the tragedy. It's the image. Oh, my God. And, like, we come up to this cigar cutter who is cutting the, one of the cigars that they found. And Jennifer, who is doing all the real work here. She really is. Hands this cutter the cigar. Who is this actor? I don't know. I've seen him in things. He's in things. We'll suffice it to say. He's in things. <laughs> and he, he goes, I'd recognize that label anywhere. I made that cigar for the private collection of Devlin Bowman. Oh, Devlin Bowman, do you think you can give me um, an address or a phone number for Mr. Bowman? You're crazy. I can't give you that information. Oh, okay. No information. Hmm. What if harm found its way to you? Terrible, terrible, terrible harm. Would that change your mind? And then Turtle Man Pistachio <laughs> squares up. Oh no! What if harm found its way to you? Terrible, terrible turtle harm. <laughs> Would that change your mind? And Len lunges at him? <laughs> ah, ah! <laughs> no! I think it's time to go into my shell. <laughs> and then the, the making a noise like a turtle. <laughs> I can't even do it! <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't. A shell time coming. I can't breathe. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> the biting the guy's nose off and spitting it back onto his face? That smacks of Adam Sandler. That's all I'm saying. The shot of him spinning around on the floor? Oh, like, my God. What else did he do besides attract attention to himself? Isn't the whole point to be incognitous? I think the whole point is to let Dana Carvey try on a bunch of fun costumes and be ridiculous as fuck for about 80 minutes. That's the whole point, yeah. Oh, my God. You're absolutely right. The shot of him bringing her back to her apartment on the scooter in the turtle getup. The Vespa. <laughs> the Vespa. And this is, you know what? This is truly... This is where I wrote, we are all Jennifer in this moment. Listen, I really don't know what to say about what went on back there. And I'm like, me either, Jennifer. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> but you know what's cute? Pistachio bought Brave Barney Baker some knee pads. So he wouldn't hurt himself when he went skateboarding. Will you give these to him from his dad? What? That, 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 that Italian guy. <laughs> Me. Oh, okay. Oh, this is very sweet of you. <laughs> Knee pads. You can use these. Yes. Oh. Tell them they're from his dad. Dad, 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 dad. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Pistachio! Okay, guys, we've arrived at rare item number 46, which is the Liberty Bell. What other 44 items are there? 
It's the question I continue to ask myself throughout this film. And um, the uh, the people in Pennsylvania are giving it to Fabrizio disguised as governor of Minnesota and professional wrestler Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Thanks for the Liberty Bell, guys. I'll bring it right back. Oh, and uh, remember, that's an action figure, not a doll. Sure thing, Governor Ventura. Thanks a lot. What do they think he needs it for? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we get another maniacal laugh and a fart in the car. Oh, I'm sick of it already. Oh, my God. And then we get this whole sequence where Pistachio is going to pick up Jennifer and encounters her boyfriend, Trent, who likes his tight blue sweaters. I like him too on him, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Ross McMichael? I know he's a cock. I know that he's a complete void of shit. But like, he's good looking. Oh, Ross! I'm sorry! (laughs) I'm sorry, okay? He's a dick to Pistachio, but not in front of Jennifer or Barney. He's also a dick to Barney, but not in front of Jennifer. Yeah, he's just, yeah! Yeah. Lay off my lady, you freak. My, you are a touchy-feely guy, Trent. Saved by the uncoordinated little brat. Hey, Barn, grind that curb, buddy. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. What a loser. And so obviously we can see that Trent doesn't really care about either one of them. He just likes having a hot girlfriend. And so um, Jennifer's doing a little poking around on classmates.com. She's on a turn of the century laptop. Um, and. Classmates.com basically spins the narrative for us because she locates Devlin Bowman's high school quote and his picture. He looks awful. This horrible Photoshop picture of Brett Spiner. And quite literally, she reads out his secret evil plan that he wrote way back in the day. Classmates.com. Well, it's just made its way to classmates.com, but it's cut right from the yearbook. And she literally reads his evil plan aloud. Oh, to become the world's greatest black marketeer and possess the rarest treasures on Earth, then store them in a secret underground lair. What? This guy is crazy. Do you hear this? Uh, this house. I can't believe you something like this. Freaky, freaky guy. The whole time, he is fighting with the slap dummy behind her and not hearing a thing she says. Oh, my God. Why is she the true hero of this movie? And this is when she sets up that they might go to a toy show tomorrow, but that's not where we go to the next scene because the entire toy store scene was cut out. We go to an antique show that Grandpa <gasps> then has to explain in voiceover. You're right. Yeah. and That's sloppy cutting. And, and so we're, for what, we're at this random antique show randomly that Devlin is also at, the Bowman's also at. Because he's a collector. And Pistachio has disguised himself as a lady this time. This is my favorite disguise in the whole movie. I love Gabby Num Nums. I know. She's here to have her own case. He's having his own case appraised at this antique show. Like the nest in a box. And immediately that appraiser goes, listen, this is Tuscan, 12th century. (laughs) And, like, I'm like, okay, disguises go back a fuck ton. Yeah. And then also, they're from Tuscany. Yeah. That's fun to know. (laughs) And then Bowman eventually walks up to the table and sees him trying to get this appraised. The things he is saying. I know. Because he's trying to chat up Jennifer, and he keeps getting in between them. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Gammy. 
Gammy Num Num. Devlin Bowman. Don't be ashamed of your feelings. Your desires are perfectly normal, I assure you. What desires? Well, guess what, Backstreet Boy? This is one Girl Scout that isn't content to be the Malcolm in your middle. And Devlin is trying to invite her to a party at his manse. And like, <laughs> Pistachio's like, this is one Girl Scout who's not going to be the Malcolm, Malcolm in your middle. middle. <laughs> oh, God, guys. Uh, this, is all, this is where I wrote, this movie is cut up and it completely neuters it. Like, <laughs> now we're on to Devlin's mansion. Uh, Pistachio is here masquerading as a ethnically ambiguous man who wants to dance and carries around a shrunken head. No, he's doing Scarface. Is that what it is? He is. He's doing Scarface. Thank he's... you for understanding the reference. Yeah, he's doing Tony Montana. Yeah. It's not even that funny. It's really not. Because they can't make any cocaine or tiger jokes. Oh, yeah. We're going to party all night long. That's right. Having fun. Yes. Well, that's great. You have fun. I've got to speak to someone. Say hello to my little friend. Don't touch. See that, my friend? There's a rare shrunken head right there of a tribal chieftain from the village of Konstopolakos. Holy Halavasas. Holahada. While he's distracting the party as the Scarface? What'd you say? Tony Montana. Is it Scarface? Scarface is the name of the movie. Okay, so he while he's distracting <laughs> them as Scarface, Jennifer is poking around inside the mansion for clues. She finds that white suitcase full of celebrity Polaroids. Yeah, exactly. She's like, Robin? Madonna? R- Ricky Martin? What the hell is going on? You know what my favorite parts of the scenes is? While she's avoiding the two henchmen yeah. as they're coming down the stairs, one of the henchmen goes, I'm telling you, Scooby-Doo is computer animated. <laughs> and the other one's like, he just looks so real to me. That had just happened. And that had just come out, guys. Like, <laughs> It's great. I love that so much. Anyway, the with the tiny wiener thing and the dancing and sending these henchmen on a chase after him because he's air quote ruining the party with oh, Ava. Man. Did I almost say Eva Longoria? You did almost say Eva Longoria. Isn't that a fashion designer? <laughs> no, she's a character on Desperate Housewives. Okay, what? No, she's not. Yes, she is. Eva Longoria is not a character. Yes, she, well, no, she's an actress, but she's on Desperate Housewives. I can't believe you're looking it up right now. Oh, my God. And then leading the henchman on this insane chase, disguising himself as the Jaws guy. Oh, no. Yeah, he has disguised himself as Robert Shaw from Jaws. There's no shark here. You sure about that, Chief? Ever seen a shark's eyes, Chief? Kind of like doll's eyes, all black and lifeless-like. 29 kids go in the water. 22 kids come out of the water. The ice cream man, he takes the rest. And then he gets found out and he disguises himself as a cow pie. <laughs> and I just it makes me bust every time because they're like, oh, we lost him. And they go back the other way. And he gets up out of the ground <laughs> disguised as a cow pie over his face and all in grass. And I just it just makes me laugh every time he lifts that pile of poop off his face <laughs> and goes, fresh air. <laughs> oh, it's stupid. And they chase him disguised as a cow pie through town. Yes. 
Oh my, and all of these tiny little songs referencing him in different genres. God. You know, who I honestly can't stand because Jennifer's still at the manse with Bowman. Yeah. Still within his, you know, ensnared, still ensnared by him or whatever. When he comes and knocks on the door and it's quite obviously him <laughs> posing, I don't remember the guy's name, from the Bavarian Tax Authority. Constable Mueller. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name's Constable Mueller from the Bavarian Tax Authority. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I'm here looking for Miss Jennifer Baker. She owes a substantial amount of back taxes from her time as an exchange student at the University of Heidelstrudel. <laughs> Don't like listening to him talk. It's a little too snurred for me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then when they come back after telling him to stay put, he's turned into... Terry Suave. Oh, yeah, he's very 007. And here's the thing, Carrie. Yeah? I'm into Terry Suave. Ross McMichael! I know, I'm surprised at me, too. (laughs) But he does real good as Terry Suave. He's just telling Bowman and his henchmen that Jennifer is wanted on behalf of the British government, on behalf of the crown. Like, he's just saying things to them. He's getting really good at this. This is literally just Dana Carvey writing out whatever's coming into his head. What do you want? It's not what I want that matters. It's what the British government wants. And that's a Miss Jennifer Baker at her service. In regards to Operation Minty Hippo. Minty Hippo? What, what, what is that? Well, I could tell you, but if you're a ding-dong, ding a ding ding ward hut one, hut two, I need a Charleston chew. Get it, got it, doubt it. Like, and like, he just takes Jennifer with him. Operation Minty Hippo? (laughs) Guys, I'm sorry that none of this is making any sense. The movie doesn't make any sense. I just, oh my God. (laughs) And then we're at some bar trying to talk about the search. Oh, this is where we see... Jennifer's boyfriend and Pistachio's, quote, girlfriend. Trent and Sophia. They're on a date together. Yeah, Sophia, who has the enormous behind. Pistachio makes a waitress spill water on Trent, and we know it. Yeah. My my tight blue sweater! And I'm like, (laughs) whatever, Trent, just take it off for a second if you need to. If you're all wet, why don't you take it off and dry off? I'm sorry, I know he's a... mm, You can bleep it. I know he's a... But, oh my god! But he's a good-looking one, you know. My tight blue sweater. Sorry, Trent. Trent? Who 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 is this? Hey, baby, we're just. Sophia, uh, you here now with Trent? What are the odds? Shut up, clown. Leave him alone, you bully. Don't worry, Jennifer. The slapping time she comes. Uh, so now Trent's out of the picture because Jennifer's hurt. Yeah. And he's and he's not in love with the love cake anymore because he beats his ass, doesn't he? He, he does. slaps the shit out of he him. He slaps the shit out of Trent. Oh, Pistachio! Thank you for saving me from that horrible person. Can you touch this? Let's go, Jennifer. And then Sophia's like, oh, pistachios. I love that she calls him pistachios, plural. Like plural all the time. Oh, my God. And he's like, you know what? No. (laughs) 
I've got a hot date tonight. Absolutely. Oh my god. That cute little scene where he's taking her home and he call he calls her his uh tight little butter bottom. Oh not, oh not. But this. the thing is she's into it. Oh no, Jennifer and Pistachio are falling in love, and I'm like, not this! Great acting, Esposito. <laughs> Great acting. Your pep talk is transforming my tiny butter bottom. I mean, Jennifer. You said tiny butter bottom. Did I? The future mother of my babies? I mean, Jennifer. You said future mother of my babies. Did I? Fat cat mama with the red dress on? I, I mean... You said... I know. I don't know why I said that. It just... Was the emotion you just uh, my first kiss? Rare item number ninety-nine. The Apollo lunar module. This is insane. And guess who they're letting take it? <laughs> Fabrizio, disguised as Jessica Simpson, who is arguably at the time the most famous person in this movie. And the way the guys, the NASA guys, are like, wow. <laughs> Jennifer Simpson. And she's driving away with it. You just called her Jennifer Simpson. That's wow. so funny. Jessica Simpson, sorry. <laughs> you seem tired, Fabrizio. Don't worry. It's almost over. You're insane. <laughs> Truly insane. Am I? <laughs> God, and guys, pistachio's out of ideas. <clears throat> it's time to consult the disguisey ball of knowledge, which, guys, I'm shitting you not, is just Grandpa in Glinda form. <laughs> it's Grandpa's head literally shoots out of it in a big bubble to talk him through his problems. He's a pre-recorded hologram. Put some respect on his name. Mm. Like an iRobot! Grandfather, you are a big floating head. I'm a pre-recorded hologram. What is your question? I fear I have not mustered enough energy to overcome our enemies. Pistachio, I was hoping you'd be here. What are you doing here? My mom's missing, but I found this. Bowman cigar. Is my mom okay? And we get interrupted by Barney Baker telling us that Jennifer has been kidnapped by Bowman. Stupid, it happens so fast. She's been taken to the manse. Like, if we, if you guys feel like we're flying through it, that's because the movie flies through it. We are flying through it, guys, because <laughs> this movie is so butchered, it doesn't make any sense. Now, Jennifer is being held captive at Bowman's mansion, and they have to figure out a way to get in. Ross, <laughs> do you want to tell them about how Pistachio gets into the mansion? He makes... He works harder, not smarter. I'm telling you what. <laughs> because he disguises himself as foodstuffs. <laughs> Namely, a cherry pie. That's the biggest fucking cherry pie I've ever seen in my life. I know, it's like a pizza! The, 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 the way Bowman's about to leave the room and the chef who's rolled it in goes, Mr. Bowman, no cherry pie? <laughs> Later, Palmer. I don't even know where this cherry pie came from. Go figure. And out of the pie, and supposedly the table, emerges pistachio, covered head to toe in cherries. 
he gets obviously noticed because he's a cherry man walking around the halls of this mansion. He's a cherry monster. And they're chasing after him. And guys, he can semi-automatic. With the cherry pit. He can fire the cherries out of his mouth like a semi-automatic. I just... Jerry Pie Man, get him! Hey! Anyway, so what's going on is in the debunker of this mansion, Bowman has laid out the 100 world's treasures he's collected from Fabrizio, and... He's having a little, he's going to have a little place for people to come look at all of them. On the black market eBay. And so the most evil part of his plan is that he's had a mask of himself made. That he's going to crazy glue to Fabrizio's head. And he's going to push him off a cliff the next day to make it look like he's dead so that he can get away with all of his money and rah, rah, rah. It is very cartoonishly evil. It is cartoonishly evil. And the other thing is he's webcast. It. <laughs> this auction for people around the world? No, I love how Keenan Thompson is casually on black market eBay. As himself. Watching all of this happen. It's literally Keenan Thompson as himself. <laughs> he was just with us last week, guys. Yeah! In Big Fat Liar. Oh my god! As himself. <laughs> And, like, this one random guy, because, like, the, his henchmen are telling him, I don't know how he got through. And Bowman's like, as a cherry pie guy? Where'd he go? You can't miss him. He's covered in cherries. Exactly. And this random white guy walks up behind him, and Bowman goes, hey, so-and-so. Oh, by the way, Steve, your wife called? Oh, that's great. Thank you, sir. Sure. You're not married! Pistachio? Now we got you. You're not married! And pulls the mask off, and it's Pistachio. Of course it is. Also, Jennifer has been enslaved. Yeah, she has. She's basically the Vanna White of market of black market eBay. She's she's the hot chick that Bowman stole to sell <laughs> these things online. Oh no. Her selling the US Constitution <laughs> shackled to it. The famous We the People. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. We gotta finish this. I, we have to get through it. I hate it. There's but no disguise now. Just him against all these bad guys and Bowman. He's just gonna slap these ninjas until they get the fuck out of his way. This is so bad. It is bad. Who's your daddy? And like as he's beating up all these ninjas, Grandpa Disguisey is suddenly here. Yeah, I wanted to be here to see your big victory. What the fuck? And he's just all of a sudden here, and I'm like, hmm. Deus ex Grandpa. Deus ex Grandpa. So before Devlin leaves the room. He unveils his greatest, you know, creation, which is Fabrizio. As him. As him. Completely brainwashed, by the way. Yeah. He believes he is Devlin Bowman. He's like, I'll just have him kill you. Is that cool? Okay, bye. Farting all the way out. <laughs> 
grandpapa. I wanted to be here to witness your first disguise victory. Hey, disguises, uh, it's not over yet. First, you will see who is your daddy. I was going to throw him off a cliff. Instead, I think I'll have him kill you. <laughs> <laughs> And so Fabrizio as Bowman goes after them. And guys, this is just this this really is anticlimactic. Yeah. Like it there it's 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 allegedly fraught with so much tension, but all that happens is that Fabrizio chases Pistachio up onto the lunar module and like has him dangling off of it, and Pistachio's trying to get his dad to remember who he is. So he pulls his own underwear out of his pants and puts it on his head. Underwear coming stuck in butt crack. Yes. 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 It's underwear on his head. Just like when he was a little boy. Take those underwear off your head. Take that mask off your face. Ah, hey, Papa. And this makes Fabrizio snap out of it, literally. No, but here's the thing. He doesn't take a mask off. He just shakes his face. into Back into being Fabrizio. And I'm like, I thought it was a fucking mask. What the fuck is that? Yeah, what kind of witch magic is that? He literally just shakes his head until he's no longer Brett Spiner and is James Brolin again. And he, like, wipes at his eyes and they go from blue to brown. And I'm like, what horse shit is this? And yeah, we're, we're fine now. We have a little outro by Grandpa. Oh, God. With them being, like, a family business we're, now? We're, he's just listing off what happened after that <laughs> on that shot of all three of them walking together. Disguise tradition. It's Papa free. So we freed Mama. Jennifer became Mrs. Disguise, and Barney got a Papa. Finally, Pistachio became a master of disguise. But there was one thing left to do. We had to get the Constitution back from Bowman. Hola, señor. And I'm like, what, Carrie? It's so hot in here. No, I know. Oh, are okay. we done yet? One more thing. Oh, we have to talk about this post-credit sequence, we, don't we? we? I mean, we have to talk about a couple of things, but, like, the thing is, Bowman got away at the end of that, right? Oh, yeah, because we have to chase him to Costa Rica now. Yeah, he's fled to Costa Rica with the Constitution, and Pistachio goes down there and does what Dana Carvey is famous for doing. Imitating a bush. Yes! Only this time it's W. Yeah, no, he's famous for the bush senior, but he's doing junior. Yeah, that was a joke, son. <laughs> Would you mind if we had a picture together? Hmm? I'll take your time. Now I'm ready. Yes, sir. Say, it's an honor. Who's your daddy? Sir? This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Any questions? It's you! Yes, yes, it is me. The master of disguise. The moment Bowman realizes it's him... It's you! <laughs> yeah, he calls over his henchmen, but they've been replaced by Fabrizio and Grandpa. Wow, I feel really bad they made Harold Gould and James Brolin do that. I know! Become those henchmen. Get him! You're surrounded by disguises. I think I stepped in a cow pie. Forget about it. Bring on the heat. <laughs> Came to get the Constitution back. And this one's for you, Chiefy. <laughs> <laughs> 
They slap him into the pool. What oh. do they do? Yeah, they push him into the pool. <laughs> and then uh, he's under the. He's at the depths of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Is he dead? <laughs> The bowman, he makes this stinky. Who's your daddy? Oh, dear. And then we we go out on fart humor. Yeah, of course we do. Uh. It's 2002, isn't it? Yeah. Guys, I really don't know what to say. (laughs) That's the best line in the movie, is Jennifer going, listen, I really don't know what to say about what went on back there. (laughs) That's you! Like, it's been like an hour. I can't believe I used to watch this movie over and over again. I can't either. Because, I mean, I understand that I've become more nuanced since then, <laughs> but like... This is worse than I remember. It's so bad. It is really... It is, this is a garbage dump of a movie. And guys, I'm sorry if you felt like this week's coverage was a throwaway, but we were not prepared, and we're sorry about that. We were not prepared to remember how bad this was. Like, from the brown face to the cutaway humor to the... Just the general Dana Carvey trying to scrape his way back into the mainstream Guys, of it all. There just wasn't enough time for us to do anything else like, in its place. I just... And you guys are going to be super mad when we tell you that we're taking next week off. <laughs> no, we're going to rerun something, but honestly, we're going into August, into my birthday month. That's right, birthday month is coming. And guys, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, your girl is stressed. Yeah, no, there's a lot of editing to do, guys, and you will just have to figure out what birthday month's theme is when we get there. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm still batting around a couple of ideas. I don't want to keep you in suspense, but I just, I need some time. I need some time to work on our Patreon content. If you guys want to go over and check that out, remember, at the $5 level on our Patreon, you can subscribe, be a little onion. Absolutely. You get access to all of our bonus content, all of our behind-the-scenes stuff, all of our long-form coverage. We're doing John Adams right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ross is very excited about that. I am. It's a labor of love, and she's doing it for me, and I thank her endlessly for all the stress she's under. I love you very much. I love you, too. Thank you for this gift. I'm so glad we have it. Even if no one, even if just, even if just the seven of you are listening, Yeah, I know. We love you guys. It's great to have. So week after next, guys, we'll be seeing you. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Twitter at KickNStream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks. (laughs) Come on. And don't (laughs) stop. Come on. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our... We want everyone to come and join our little watch party. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry us. (laughs) You and me. Yeah. From you and me right now to you and I in the future. Yeah. We are very Very sorry. sorry. My Uh. God. 